Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Get Messy podcast. This is Max Landon, and I'm here with Liv Doomer, and we are here to talk to you guys today and get a little messy. Yes, we are really just going to kick back, kiki, talk about some pop culture, some Valentine's Day love stuff, and some TV shows and fun stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, and we're going to answer some of your questions too from those polls that we posted. So, hit it. Let's get into it. Okay, so I thought we could start this episode off by having a little bit of a Kardashian corner because there seems to be a lot of stuff. I mean, there's always a lot of stuff in the media about them, but especially with the um, with Kylie Jenner and her new baby and the name she chose for that I baby. I keep seeing so many memes about it. Like, I keep seeing, like, Twilight memes about, like, Wolf. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She I'm kind of into it. Wolf. I like the name. I knew a kid named Wolfie in high school or middle school, but it wasn't spelled that way. It was like a it was like a German name or something like that. Oh wait, yeah, because she spelled it like like regular wolf, right? Yeah, she spelled it like regular wolf. I don't know. I'm into uh, it. I think it's cool. Uh, it was something, and I can't remember what his what Travis Scott's last name is, but Webster, I think it is. So it's like Wolf Webster. Yeah, I don't, I don't know name. how I feel about that. Yeah, and are they married or no? I don't know because honestly, I thought um, they were broken yeah. up until I found out she was pregnant with his um kid but then again i'm up to date because you need to tell me you need to fill me in on the tea on um kanye west so kanye kanye west kanye west i'm just gonna go on record and say i believe he needs to get a conservatorship um no i don't want him to get one because i want to see how crazy it gets i mean he's clearly has bipolar disorder and he's not being medicated for it um, so this whole thing has gone down with Kanye West, Julia Fox, Kid Cudi, Billie Eilish, Kim Kardashian, with uh, Peak Davidson in the middle of all of it. Wait, okay, so I don't know, okay, so what's the tea? Because I keep seeing this picture shared around of, like, him holding a notepad, saying, like, this is my account, but, like, okay, so what did he, what's going on? Like, how did Billie Eilish get dragged into this? How did, like, um, Kid Cudi get in, like, what's going on? So that's a question that I think only makes sense to Kanye. So <laughs> right. what what seems to have happened is like the reason why Kit Cuddy um, and Billie Eilish got dragged in and the reason why he posted his little, you know, <laughs> thing, Oh my God, you uh, literally have the same notepad. Yeah, like his little legal notepad, yeah. Um, he posted that because he was like posting very outlandish things on social media and was just going in on Pete Davidson and his ex-wife and just like all of this stuff and he was just like saying really like crazy things I'm sure it's all still up I I would doubt he deleted it but I'm sure if not the screenshots are are out there but um Billie Eilish I guess did something she like did it was not directed at him in any way but like there was some comment she made where she did stop a concert like midway through the show because she saw one of the fans was um like passed out or just like not doing well so she stopped the show and had the emergency services people come before she could um before she could uh resume 
okay. which was great, I think. Um, but yeah. Kanye took it as a jab at Travis Scott, who I guess they're friends with. And yeah, he, I was gonna say, Kanye I was said, a jab towards him, yeah. Well, and she even said, like, in her post that she was not, you know, doing any sub tweeting or anything like that. It was just she was helping her fan out but um I mean did she say anything like snarky or no she even confirmed afterwards that that was not the intention of it but Kanye West went on record and said he will not perform at Coachella unless Billie Eilish apologizes to Kid Cudi or not Kid Cudi to Travis Scott oh I didn't know that him and Travis were like tight like that I think so because like Travis Scott Kylie Jenner Kanye I don't West, know I guess I assumed all the Kardashians thought that he was like crazy yeah maybe um i don't know then, i'm literally making all that up in my head but like i assumed i don't know julia fox got brought into it he, she was like kanye's girlfriend for a month or something like that and they like unfollowed each other it was just this whole thing how did kid cuddy get kid cuddy got involved in it because he, he just got drug in yeah he really did i'm trying to remember because i looked it up it was oh so Kid Cudi is friends with Pete Davidson Mm -hmm. and he would not I think Kanye West reached out to him to like stop hanging out with him or something like that and he was just like no I'm not going to do that so then Kanye West took him off of like I guess they had like a song together on his album so he like took him off the album what just like did all this petty stuff yeah it's all funny meme it was like the main antagonist in Kanye West's life and it's like Pete Davidson sitting there in like his little like grandma sweater yeah, I mean, I don't know. The guy's clearly a genius, but he either needs to get on some medication or needs a better... I just, I don't think you listen to people like that when you're that famous. I think it's really hard to be at that level, especially if you're someone who's, like, struggled with a mental illness. Like, who's going to make you take your medicine? Mm, true. Because this is, like, a grown man. Like, it's not like a Britney Spears situation where they were kind of able to... And we're totally free Britney on this podcast, but I'm just saying there's not that layer of like uh, age sort of standpoint where it's like, I feel like the Britney conservatorship until we knew more about it, it was all kind of placed under the blanket of this girl's not totally stable and she has a lot of income and she's young and we don't want her to blow all of her money, which wasn't the case, but it's just weird. This guy clearly has some issues. I just like I I don't know I kind of live for people when they just are like posting all types of craziness oh me too yeah it reminds me of when um Gucci Mane uh sent out all those crazy tweets back in 2013 or 14 and was like tagging all these people in the music industry and stuff like that or it also is giving me kind of like Amanda Bynes that's like yeah that's what it's giving me like when she's just she just literally used to send out all those tweets all the time but I think the difference between Amanda Bynes and some of the other people is like Kanye is like such a public figure and people love him so much regardless of what he does. Like his fan base is ridiculous. So like, I just don't think he's ever going to feel the need to get checked. So Probably not. hopefully he doesn't hurt himself or someone else. Yeah. I don't know. Craziness. On to next. Um, Trisha Paytas is pregnant. I know you're you're not a huge Trisha Paytas fan, but I have been watching. Oh, I'm her a fan. Forever. I just don't know. I don't. I don't follow her that closely. Um, you just know more about her than I do. But I like her from what I've seen. She's fucking crazy. Yeah. Well, I didn't know if you knew her all that well, but yeah, I I love Trish. But it's been stirring up drama because everybody. I don't know. It kind of annoys me because like she posted her like pregnancy video and everyone's being nasty in the comments and I don't like that. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, because she. Why okay. are they being nasty? Okay, the drama is like she has just you know she stirs up trouble all the time, um. So she's known as like a troublemaker, and basically she got married to this guy recently, and I feel like she's like really happy finally, and everybody's like in her comments just being nasty and being like, oh your marriage is like fake and like all this stuff, and I don't know, just being like haters. And now they're being nasty about her getting pregnant. So what exactly? Because I mean, I've, I've seen her before. I think she's funny. What do you mean when you say she's a, a troublemaker for any of the guests out there who, who are unfamiliar like myself? What, what are some of the stunts she's pulled? <laughs> she's, she's pulled a lot. Okay, listen. She's definitely done some questionable, problematic things. Like, I don't know. She's like been hypocritical sometimes or like, she's caused like unnecessary drama or like she's like popped off on people but yeah and like, okay. she's, like she's like okay you know like the, Sh- the Shane Dawson drama like how he's like been yes. on YouTube for a long time and I feel like they go back and they like expose old videos of him saying things that are like problematic now she's like very similar in the same boat like she used to like play these like characters or like um I don't know like do these little skits and things that are like were some of them like kind of racist or am I just making that up yeah, I mean, I feel like she would, like, say things that were probably racist and, like, um, like, what else has she done? I don't know. Like, there was, there was, like, this whole scandal on, like, the H3 podcast that she allegedly, like, made up this, like, sexual assault thing. I don't know. It's, like, a whole, the deeper you dive, the crazier it gets. So. I have to go on it. That's what I'm saying. She is definitely a problematic character. Well, we all have our problematic faves. I mean, speaking of people who just had babies, my absolutely favorite problematic queen, Naomi Campbell, just had a new baby at 51. Love that she for her. So gorgeous. She's on the um, the cover of, I want to say it's Britain's Vogue, something like that, one of those magazines. But yeah. um, she's amazing. But she's also a problematic one. Hangs out with a lot of... <laughs> A lot of sketchy world leaders and stuff like that. Did yeah. you ever hear the story about her blood diamonds? Her blood diamonds? Yeah, when she had to, um, when she got federally indicted. Um, no. <laughs> it's iconic. So she was allegedly, at, I don't remember all the details off the top of my head, but she was somewhere, I, I want to say in Africa, um, with some very prominent people over there um and maybe not prominent in a good way um but like just like kind of dangerous like I don't want to I don't know if like warlord is like too intensive a term but you get my drift something kind of along those lines and apparently she was staying at this guy's house um as a guest with a lot of other people and as a gift allegedly the guy had one of his servants come and bring her a bunch, like a bag full of um, unpolished blood diamonds. So like, you know, the diamonds that like, it still kind of looks like rocks a little bit. They haven't like gotten the stuff out, which are like incredibly, incredibly valuable. Yeah. Because it was uh, associated with a war crime or this politician was she had to go to court because she got indicted. um, So she had to speak and basically provide the reference to the blood diamonds and address that um, that particular uh, allegation. And she was quoted by saying, like, they're like, they're like, oh God, what does she say? 
something like I gotta I gotta look it up real quick because it's like icon shit. Um, she said, uh, "I don't want to be here. I was made to be here. This is an inconvenience to me." She said she was reluctant to attend because she wanted to protect her family. All right, I thought it was better than that, but <laughs> you know, I think she had some cheeky back and forth with the prosecutor. Whatever. She's still my queen. I love that she couldn't be bothered about the diamonds. She was like, uh, yeah, I wish I, because if you watch the video, like you can just see her like sitting there, like in the chair, just like. Unbothered. Has places to be, not, not, not the Hague. Doesn't want to be there. Doesn't want to be on trial for war crimes. So yeah, our our problematic queens are having babies. Love that for them. I can't believe she said that I have a baby at 51 and she said she didn't adopt. Mm. I could see her lying about that though. How old was my mom when? My, no, my mom was in, my, in her 40s when she had me. I just feel like it would be more likely if she had a, like a surrogate or something like that. Yeah. Because she never said, I was, I was reading it this today and she never said that she had birthed the baby, but she did say that the baby was not adopted and it was her child. Yeah, so she probably Which I feel like is kind of like, yeah. So we'll see, maybe. Yeah. Um, and then I know you wanted to talk a little bit about euphoria. Yes. And your controversial opinion on it, apparently. Well, yes. Okay. So I am late to the game on euphoria because I ran out of shows to watch and everybody's like, you need to watch euphoria. So I was like, all right, fine. I'll give this show a chance. And I like gave it a chance. I'm watching it. I like watched the whole first season I don't know. I don't think I have an unpopular opinion on it. Okay. Because I was watching it and I was like, I think I like skins better. Did you, okay. Did you grow up watching skins? Yeah. I watched the UK version. And okay. Wait, what was your verdict? I forget. Did you vote on my thing? I posted an Instagram poll on this. I think I I did vote. I I said euphoria, Um, but I did really like skins too, but skins was just so long ago that I don't really remember that many characters. I loved Effie. I love Effie. And what, what was the um the blonde girl with the eating disorders it was that cassie or something cassie, like that who's like lost yeah. all the time yeah yeah no i mean that was a great show i don't think they're i just feel like they're so different though i feel like it's the same vibe ish like it's definitely i don't feel like it was i mean it was definitely for its time artistic but i don't think it was quite as artistically done i think the the music on euphoria is really really well done I think the the plots function in different ways where I think uh, Skins UK was kind of, it was very much about a group of friends around the same age group, but it was kind of filmed in a way where it was almost like, and I'm not like, this isn't a diss or anything like that, but it reminds me of like shows that were filmed back then, kind of like Gossip Girl or other things where you kind of get every you, you, for the most part, I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, because it's been a while since I've seen it, but I associate it with people who are doing like, like typically you see everyone in each episode. Whereas Euphoria, it's like, you don't like, you'll go episodes and episodes without like talking about one of the main plot points. Uh, but I guess, I, I guess they like, did spray. In Skims, it was uh-huh. like each episode was about a person in the cast. But wasn't that just for the first season or did they continue doing that? I did it for the first few. Okay. Well, I could totally be wrong. To me, I mean, but, I think okay. Euphoria is just newer. Here's my I thoughts. Think... I feel like the plot of Euphoria is boring. You think it's good? 
I think it definitely has its moments for sure. I I like I watched last week's episode of Euphoria and I was kind of like flat, but then the week before I watched it, I was like, oh shit, this is good. And I'm like really excited for next week. I think it's really well produced. I will say that. I think uh, I think Zendaya is a great actress too. Yeah, I think she's good. I just think like I think the plot's boring. I think I also okay. They need to get a new main guy character because that Nate guy, he ain't it. I don't I don't know why everybody's up on Instagram posting that Nate guy. I was waiting for him to be like the toxic guy that I like, you know, like the um like the Tate Langdon of this series. Nate's pretty damn toxic. I don't like him. You like yeah. him? No, no, he's really he's a piece of shit. But... Okay, but I was waiting for him to be like, you know, like the guy that you kind of hate but you kind of like, you know, like we're like okay, did you watch American Horror Story or no? Yes. You know, like course. Tate in that first season where he's like he's kind of like sucks, but like you're kind of like, ooh, I kinda love him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I get it. Um, like I literally just hate this yeah, guy. Nate is very unlikable. Yeah, no, but, but I think everybody's part like, of it... videos of him on Instagram being like, I love him. I think if you get a little bit farther into the second season, um, when like more stuff about his like dad and stuff like that comes out, then I think you'll see him in a little bit of a different light. But um, but yeah, I just think, I mean, it's an HBO show. So obviously the budget they have for it is crazy. Um, I think it's pretty realistic too, to be honest with you, except for the way they look. I mean, we were all doing that stuff in high school. I was going to say, like everybody's that. hot in high school. I mean, but you know the reason for that though, right? So like they the reason why like when typically you watch a show and it's like supposed to be you know about like high school and these kids all look like they're like 28 29 30 it's because um if they were to actually uh cast high school players they would have to go through a lot more red tape and give them more breaks throughout the day because they're part of a um a union or something like that it's like child labor laws and stuff um so that's why they always cast people that are a little bit older because they can just pretend to be that age and then they don't have to like give them you know longer breaks or anything like that yeah I don't know I just don't think it's a relatable show but that's just me the only character I like is uh Franco Fez wow what's his name yeah Fez Fez is a good one the only character I like out of the whole show he's the most relatable I like Cassie a lot the blonde girl that's like best friends with Maddie she no and who's the other one I think her name's like Liz or something like that the one the one that's like a little the one that did the um the webcamming in the first season she's okay I like her I'm indifferent about her I don't know I just feel like the characters just like get on my nerves I'm just like they're like these like rich suburban kids acting like they're like their lives is in shambles and I'm like like boohoo you play on the football team <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I'm like annoyed yeah I mean I don't know I'll keep watching it I'll say that much but I'm trying to get up to date because I guess everybody acts like season two is the one but yeah like I said it's slow moving in some episodes are but like there was a crazy episode I want to say like two weeks ago without giving too much away there was a like a sex trafficking subplot that was really intense and that had me that episode had me shook I was like I need to watch cartoons after this but um but yeah then the next one was kind of like yeah so it just depends I would encourage you to catch up on it 
I'm gonna like I'm it. gonna catch up to season the latest on season two, and I'll let you know how I feel. Um, well, I also started that show like right when it, like I watched the first episode the first night it came out. So like I'm like was watching it before it got cool or whatever. Um, but so I get it. Like I feel the same way. Like when I'm jumping on like when I like start watching shows that everyone else is like, so I'm just like I'm not gonna jump on that bandwagon. No, I just like I wanted to like it when I watched it the other day. I just I don't know. I'm not impressed. I'm hard to impress. Yeah. Um, okay, let's get into our polls. So I posted a whole bunch of polls related to like Valentine's Day because I feel like there's a lot of like, I don't, I don't know if controversial is the word, but like I, I feel like there's a lot of things that I'm just curious mm. to see like what people think about them. If that's yeah, like they were good questions. It. Yeah. So, okay. First one I posted is Do you believe in love at first sight? What are your thoughts on this? Yes. Yeah in a way I feel like, like I don't think it's like the movies but okay maybe like not love at first sight but I do believe in like love at first interaction yeah I could see that I think okay. I think you have to like talk to the person first but I don't, I don't even think that sometimes there has been a times where I've literally looked at people and I'm like I want you in my life but I don't think every time you fall in love with someone that it's like that like I've definitely seen people that are like it's a friendship and it blossoms into love but there's been times where I've literally looked at people and I'm like yep I want that person. Yeah. So I think it depends, but I don't, I mean, I don't think it's not like that. Yeah. I don't like necessarily think there's this like moment in the movies where like you make eye contact with someone and like, bam, you're married. But I do think that sometimes when you're vibing with someone really well and say it's like the first time you've ever met, then I think you can fall in love with them easily. Yeah. If you'd start thinking about a future with them and all of that stuff, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I've had the eye contact moment. Did it go like, anywhere? Did the guy say anything? Yeah, we dated for four years. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was at a party, and this I was like young. I I was young. I was like high school age. Actually, I think I might have been like my, a freshman, literally like my first week in high school. Was like one of my first high school parties, and I was sitting out on this pier. Oh my god! I'm literally just spilling my whole life. Don't mind me. Um, I was sitting out on this pier with like my best friend and we were actually about to hop on this other guy's boat that I was like totally into and I see this one guy like make eye contact with me and hop off the pier and I look at my friend I'm like who is that like I need to know him immediately he needs to be in my life and she was like oh live like he has a girlfriend but anyway next week we ended up hanging out and he has my boyfriend and the rest is history the rest is history. I love that. That's cute. You don't hear about that very often. Well, so are some of our. It didn't work out. <laughs> but I, apparently, it. everybody else is in the same boat as you, because sixty-one percent of people said no, they don't believe in love at first sight, and thirty-nine percent of people said yes, they do. I think I I was one of the people that said yes. Yeah. But with my caveat. Yeah. Um. Next one I asked is, do you stalk your ex on social media? Be honest. Um, so I answered this and then I was like, I was like, I should change my answer. Cause I said, yes, I do, but I really don't. Um, I mean, like if I hear about someone that, you know, I've been involved with, like, you know, like something happens, like say they're like dating someone new or something yeah. like that. I do like to like, just kind of like look at the profile and look at the other person and be like, Hey, like, how do I stack up next to the other person? <laughs> um, but I mean, I don't like periodically check in on them, if that makes sense. Like I don't like look and see what they're doing every week or, you know, with any type of regularity whatsoever. 
Yeah. I like absolutely refuse to look at my ex's social media. I think if it's if it's someone who really, really hurt your feelings, it's hard. Um, Cause I have someone like that where like I make an active effort not to look at their social media. Um, but you also don't want to like block them because then you seem like. I usually end up blocking pissed. people after, if, okay. If it was a messy breakup, I'll block people. And then eventually if I like, when I'm feeling different, I'll unblock them. But usually like, once I'm done with somebody, I'm like, I'm done. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to see you. I don't want to talk to you. Like I could care less. I'm the same way. Like when I get to that point, I have a lot of patience, but when it wears out, it's completely out. Yeah. That's pretty much how I am. Like, I don't do the whole checking up on you or like sending you little messages. Like, mm -mm, I don't care. You had your chance. No. (laughs) Me either. Yeah. And that was pretty split down the middle. I mean, it was like, it was like 55% said no. And then 45% said they do. So split down the middle almost. Oh, this next one. I have opinions on this one. Women proposing. How do you feel on it? Uh, I think it's great. Um, I don't think every woman wants to be proposed or wants to do the one that's doing the proposing, but I think there are certain situations where it makes sense. Um, like, I, I'm an avid believer in that most, not all, but most successful relationships are like a little bit of a, you typically have like someone in the relationship who's like a little bit more just like out there and like outspoken, I feel like. And then like one that's a little bit more reserved. And that's just been like, I've been the more reserved person and the more outspoken person in like different, you know, scenarios and stuff like that. Um, So I could see it like if it was one of those situations where like the guy is like, like I don't know maybe like super like scared of your family or something like that or like works for your family um I'm like literally pulling a plot from Yellowstone out of my head (laughs) that's where I'm getting that from um but I mean I think sometimes people I think men especially especially straight men have a hard time um really vocalizing what it is they actually want and I find that most women um who are dating typically are doing so with the intent to get married not all of them but a lot um, at some point it seems like that's kind of it's and for both men and women it seems like that's kind of the end goal when you're dating right you get married eventually yeah. if everything works out right so I mean say you you have came to this conclusion that you want to be with this person for the rest of their life maybe they feel the same way but they're just not asking you soon enough so you just kind of like bring it to them first I think it's powerful I think I don't love it and I don't hate it but I'm glad that people do it and yeah. it seems to work well for some people. Here's How do you feel thoughts. about it? I got thoughts. Okay. I think if that's your relationship, I love that for you. Like y'all have discussed that and you want to do that. I love that for you. But if a guy, cause I only say this because it was mostly guys who said that they love it. If a guy comes into a relationship with me and they expect me to propose to them, they have absolutely lost their damn mind. They've lost their mind and I'll help them find it. <laughs> yeah, lost the plot. They have lost their mind. I will not be proposing to anyone. And if they're too scared to propose to me, then we're not going to be together anyway. It's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Like, I just think that's ridiculous. Like, I don't know. How do you feel about, um, so like, you know, the tradition of, you know, the, uh, the potential fiance asking the father-in-law? Uh, do you think that's like, okay, like I, I'm going to rephrase that. I, I think that's nice, but do you think it's like completely necessary? Like, I think there's some relationships where that's not really. 
Well, I was going to say, I would hope that the guy I'm marrying is close enough with my dad that he would already know, like, that they would already know. They would already know. Yeah. They'd know that he's proposing to me. They would want it to happen. Like, because that's, I mean, with my sister getting married, we already, we knew, like, all of us already knew that he was going to propose to her. And it wasn't like some big moment where, I don't know. I, like, I don't know. I hope that whoever I'm marrying is that close with my family that, like, there's not some, like, can I ask your daughter moment? It's like, they're all like, all right, we're ready. Come on, marry her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I feel that. Yeah. So what's our next poll? So next one. Oh, wait. Oh, I didn't even say. Um, so anyway, so most people were in oh. the same boat as me um, where they said that it wasn't happening. They said they want somebody to propose to them, which same. And uh, 20% said that they love it. So love that for y'all. Um, this next one. I thought this was going to be more controversial than it was because I thought people were going to try and be like PC or whatever, but I'm glad that people were like thinking like I was where, okay. I asked, do looks matter? Which 90, what is it? 92% of people said yes. And 8% of people said no. What are your thoughts? Y'all are a bunch of shallow. It's like, I was one of the people that say yes. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, I said yes. I can go ahead first if you want. I mean, so I said, yes. I mean, to me, the way I think about it is I, okay, first of all, we all know I like people who most people think aren't cute, but I feel like I have to be attracted to the person that I'm dating. Sex is so important to me that like, if I'm not physically attracted to you, like, I don't know, that just feels like a huge part of our relationship to me. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Well, I think those are kind of two different, two different questions. Cause looks versus sexual you think that's two different attractiveness i do um i think that i don't to me they're one and the same i have to be attracted to you in order okay but like i don't know all right but like just just to play a devil's advocate here there have definitely like been people that i have been um romantically involved with that from jump just like the looks were like so there it just seemed great and then you try to have a conversation with them and it's like talking to a fucking baked potato oh well so I I get that but that's personality I'm saying like I'm saying me looking at you and like having an attraction to you I have to have an attraction to somebody I guess I'm just saying that like in terms of like sexual chemistry I think more than just look like it comes down to like what you're doing in like the bedroom and stuff like that there's more than looks to it but you're telling okay you're telling me you're telling me you could hook up with someone who has like let's say they have no teeth or something why do they have no teeth I don't know I'm just grabbing something random out of my head I probably couldn't I don't know I need someone to look like somewhat uh, like have some presentability to them Okay, well, and that's different too, because I do want, I think the way you present yourself and the way that you dress yourself is, you know, very indicative of different aspects of your personality. Obviously, you know, I like dating people who are a little bit more like dressier and like well put together and stuff like that. But I just feel like, and maybe I'm just thinking of this as like looks at first sight. Because like, I just feel like there's, people can like look a certain way in a picture and then when you get to meet them they have this kind of like swagger about them that like is just makes everything better I don't know but you do have to like feel good looking for me to get to that you know next level with you I guess because I mean that's what we all notice first 
Yeah, I just feel like I have to be attracted to someone that I'm hooking up with. Maybe everyone doesn't. Well, yeah, totally, totally. I just think for me, attraction goes a lot farther than just, I mean, it is the looks, but it it goes a little bit further than that. Oh, well, definitely. But the question was, do looks matter? Do looks matter to you? Yes. 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 (laughs) Yeah. So... Yeah, and it seems like most people agree. 92% of people agree. So we're not alone. Um, this one, okay, this one made me literally bust out laughing. Um, money or love was the next question. And 81% of people chose love. 19% of people chose money. Um, and I guess there's a bunch of different ways to interpret this. But I guess when I was writing it, I was thinking of like, you remember that show Next? on yes. MTV where like they'd go on the yeah. date and at the end they'd be like <laughs> show is wild they'd be like do you want the $60 or will you go on a second date right <laughs> that's kind of like what I was thinking of um when I put this but yeah so I, I chose love I would always choose love I, I, I mean I feel like most people know this about me I don't really care about money or how much people make or extravagant things or anything like that I always choose love too um but like my god rest her soul like my grandmother always used to say it's just as easy to fall in love with a rich person as it is to fall in love with a poor person but that being said ultimately I think love is obviously the most important thing um I think for me one of the things that like I've noticed in my dating pattern it's not so much about money as it is like I don't want to be dating someone who like I have to like take care of or at least I'm trying to say this in a way that like doesn't sound as shallow as it's coming out because like I don't I'll put it this way so I don't need someone that's gonna like take care of me but I do find it a lot more appealing and a lot more attractive if um you're at least and it doesn't even necessarily have to equate to like a dollar amount but like you have to be doing something too like you have to be on my level in terms of like what you're doing. If you're not, you know, making a ton of money, then, you know, you're, you're a, I, I really think that um, ambition is really attractive. So people that have things going on um, that like, I just, I don't want to date someone. I've always been interested in people that are either a little bit older than me or my age exactly. And I think part of that's just because like, I don't want to, I don't want to feel like I'm dating someone who I need to like take care of necessarily. And I don't want the other person to feel like they need to take care of me, but say you're working, you know, a not so great job. That's fine. But like, as long as you have like ambition and like ideas of like what you're going to do in the future, it doesn't even have to be like schooling if it's not related, but like to have a plan and to have ambition, I think is so important to me. Um, And I don't ever want, to have the feeling that I'm like helping my partner play catch up on a regular basis like shit happens life happens things change but like you always got to be for me I feel like you always have to be looking at you know what the next steps are going to be or just working really hard I like a hard worker yeah I could totally agree and I've definitely dated some I've dated some bums in my time um but yeah no I I like somebody with ambition as well yeah I thought it okay do you want some tea you want a little bit of tea yeah. just fill it you know I yeah, always like to spill the tea okay so <laughs> I know I posted no judgment on here but I'm not gonna lie I did judge one of the people who re- uh, replied on here because when I posted this 
I was low-key thinking of a scenario like where I I, anyway, when I did this, I was like thinking of this scenario where like I was going out with this guy who made really great money. And like, I basically was thinking of this guy in my hometown who like, no tea, no shade was not on the same level as this other guy, but I missed him. And I like literally left this dinner date early and like text him like, I miss you. Totally like a love over money scenario. And that guy that I texted ended up choosing money over love in the, in the poll. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay. Well- yeah. I haven't talked to him in a long time and we're not on good terms, but I just thought it was hilarious. I was like, hmm, <laughs> in real life, I was the other way around and you went this way. That's interesting. I think, I think money is an important factor for a lot of people, but I think you're just not going to be happy in a relationship if that's your only determining factor. Yeah. Like I said, it doesn't hurt to date someone that has money or comes from money, but... You're, I listen, I feel like you're never always going to have money, but you're always going to have love. It's true. It's very yeah. true. Um, and then we did have a question on our question thing. Hmm. So, okay. I'm trying to think of how to explain this without it being confusing. So, okay. You're dating someone new and their parent has social media and the person's ex is commenting on the parent's social media all the time. Like, how would you react to that? Have you met the person before? I mean, have you met the person's parents before? Uh, yes, we're assuming yes. We're assuming yes. And did the, are we assuming that the parents like you too? Mm, yeah. Okay. And are there any other assumptions we have here other than that? I don't think so. I think it's just, I, I, I'm guessing that the question was coming from the place, oops, from the place of like, that, like that's like kind of annoying or like, why are they still commenting on the parents' things? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think it definitely sounds like annoying and maybe a little bit thirsty, um, but uh, I don't know, it's tricky. I, I think it would depend on what they were commenting on and I think it would depend on what level of relationship they had with their parents because you have to remember, you know, you know just because they had a good relationship or say the relationship didn't work out with you you obviously want your parents to kind of back you up there, but I don't know why. I just feel like, I mean, I've never done that. I've never done that either. It would, I don't think it would bother me. I think it would think it was kind of funny to be honest. I'd be like, Oh, you're like really pressed. That's how I would um, too. I'd be like, Oh, you like, yeah, you're mad, huh? Cause it's not like you can really say anything to the parents. Like, Hey, can you like block this person? Like, right. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I think it would be a case-by-case basis. And I think if it was something that really bothered me, I would just mention it to my partner and maybe be like, hey, can you have a conversation with your parents about this? Because, like, I just feel a little bit weird or could you give me a little bit more clarification on this situation? So it just depends. Like, I can, like, imagine scenarios in my head where, like, that wouldn't be the weirdest thing to do. But just phrased that way, I think, I think I would probably get a little annoyed. I'd probably say something. Yeah, yeah, I feel like I'd kind of be annoyed because like I say the parents though. Yeah, I mean the parents can't really do anything, but like and especially if this is a newer relationship, so like you don't want to like come across as acting crazy or anything. Like, yeah, super- I just can't imagine being the ex and thinking that's like normal. People are weird. People are weird. People like to play mind games too. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's all the questions we had. Okay. Um, I just want to talk about one other 
scamming ass queen that I'm a huge fan of. And I know you haven't seen it yet, so I'm not going to get too, too into it. But I think all of our listeners should check out this Netflix series called, Inter- not interviewing, it's called um, Inventing Anna. And it's about Anna Delvey, the um, fake German aristocrat who came to New York City and basically scammed all of these millionaires out of their money. I think she's an icon. She had lots of goals and stuff. She wasn't just, she, it wasn't like, like the Tinder swindler thing where she's just like, where like essentially the person is just scamming you to like keep on like living this like fake lifestyle. Like she actually had a lot of directive and a lot of, like, had a, a vision, albeit a narcissistic one that was above her um, or yeah, above her, like outside of just her. Um, she wanted to create a really cool space. Um, but yeah, it's on Netflix. The main actress, the one, what did you say her name was? Uh, that plays Ruth on Ozark. Oh, shoot, I can't think of her name. My mom loves her, but I know she's on Ozark. That's all I know. She's so good. It took me like literally two episodes to even make the connection because her acting was so good. Because she yeah. plays Anna Delby. Um, and yeah, it's just crazy. There's so much of that story that I didn't know. I have to watch it because I I love scamming stories. I literally like watched it all in a day. Like I went to bed at like two o'clock in the morning because like I just could not stop watching the new episodes. Oh, it's a show. I thought it was a movie. No, it's a show. Yeah, it's a limited series. I think there's like seven or eight episodes maybe, but it's really, really good. Have to watch. And it's crazy. It keeps you guessing the whole time. Like you just, because she does things and it's like, is she rich? Is she not? It's, It's really good. Yeah, that and Tinder Swindler. My sister had me watch that. I need to watch it. People are telling me that it's good. But it's I think when crazy. it came out, like the same day that this came out, and I was just like, I'm watching this. Because yeah. I've had her name in my head for a while. And I think I, back, way back when I had heard that they were making a show out of her. Poor thing. <laughs> she had to pay all the money she got from Netflix back to the, um, it was like $350,000 back no. to the, like towards her, the money she owes her restitution or whatever see tinder swindler didn't have to pay a cent she's a real winner well and he's still out here swindling i know french montana was um taking pictures of him on instagram the other day stop like ran into the tinder swindler on like, <laughs> or whatever and then the only other thing i have written down on here and i really don't have anything to say about it because i did not really pay attention the whole time but um the super bowl happened yeah, I didn't even watch. I was home. What did I do? Just did some laundry. I like the halftime show. Um, it was weird, though. I feel like they were trying to, like, hyper-normalize, like, the metaverse and Bitcoin over, like, tele- commercial ads, and it made me feel very uneasy. Really? See, I didn't even watch it, but, like, I- that doesn't surprise me. I feel like they keep trying to make that shit normal, and it's, like, not normal. <laughs> People are hyper-normalizing a lot of things in this year of our Lord, 2022, and, like, it freaks me out. Yeah, like I don't want to live in a virtual world. I mean, hyper-normalization is when, like, crazy shit just, like, starts happening because, like, everyone else is just doing it, and then you just yeah. start doing it, too. Yeah. And, like, yeah, I don't want to put all my money in something that could either make me a millionaire or I could lose it all, like... I, I don't know the science behind crypto, but there was literally like probably like a 90 second ad on the Super Bowl. And you know, those 
ad spaces are really expensive where it was literally just one of those QR codes and it was like bouncing around the screen. Like, you know, on like the old DVD players where it would be like, DVD, DVD, Yeah. It was like that. And it was like this QR code bouncing around the screen for about 90 seconds. And I scanned it and it like took you right to the Bitcoin website or something related to cryptocurrency. I'm not really sure. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's all really weird. And I think the metaverse thing is bizarre. Cause like it's so fucking weird. I will not be participating. I don't do the whole virtual reality bullshit. I'm- I think it's fun. I've had a good time with the virtual reality at like museums and stuff like that, but I like hanging out with people in person. Thank you so much. Yeah. But I'm saying there's there's avenues where it's cool. Like when I went to see the immersive Van Gogh experience or whatever, they had a really cool like VR thing. But I don't want to like own a VR thing. I don't want to be like using it to communicate constantly or living in a fake world. That's the thing. Like I feel like some people who have it like are literally just glued to their couch and like just sit there all day on it. It's like no. Well, you're getting all of your dopamine from a fake place essentially like yeah. a place that is not the real world so I don't know I really don't like it it really freaks me out yeah because I feel like this is all stuff that like I'm gonna sound like a crazy conspiracy theorist but like I feel like this is all stuff that like you feel like would never happen but like it's happening so it makes you wonder like what's gonna be happening in a few years I don't know and like maybe I sound like a conspiracy theorist with this but I'm just like why why would aside from money, which is a huge indicator, why would so many people, so many people with in positions of power um, be so pro this like metaverse virtual reality thing? I think it's because the world that we're living in is really fucked up. And as we're like losing more and more resources, like natural resources, and people are having less access to things like food and water and just whatever, I think it's... I think one of the reasons why they're trying to get us so into the concept of VR is that they know the next couple decades are going to be really shitty to just like live in. And like, that's my, like, that's my, my brain going to places of um, conspiracies, but like, it makes sense to me. I don't know. I'm going to go join the feral people if that's the case. (laughs) <laughs> which we will be doing an episode on coming very soon we put feelers out um also if any of uh any of my friends in the uh, newport news gloucester virginia beach area have any stories about the guinea people if you know you know slide my dms i'd love to hear about them um yes we want to have you on also any of my friends from southwest virginia like Roanoke if you've ever had any experiences with some people in the mountains that you know might be a little bit wrong turning I would love to hear about that too real experiences don't come on here and tell us some craziness well actually Mm -hmm. I guess you can come on here and tell us some craziness I love hearing craziness but I would prefer real stories yeah real stories um first-hand accounts preferably or second-hand accounts I don't really care but yeah the mountain people I'm like dying to know I feel like this is like a real thing and it's so funny because I'm from there and like I've never, when you Google it, it comes up, but I've never really, I always thought that was just like something that a uh, wrong turn came up with, but it could totally make sense. I mean, there's so many isolated areas there that people can like literally just have their own like culture and language and stuff like that and be completely isolated from the whole world and like who the fuck knows what they think, believe right? or do. 
I don't know. I, anyway, we'll go. We'll do our deep dive on our um, on our get spooky, and we have our get spooky se- or not season two episode two up. Um, the toy box filler. So check that out. Check it out. I say like it um a lot, but I think I did a pretty good job. It's a fucked up story. No, yeah, did great. But uh, but yeah. Yeah. All right. I think that's kind of it for today's episode, right? Was there anything else you want to talk about? No, I got through everything on my list. I think. Yep. Party. Well, we have some fun guests coming on soon. So stay tuned. We post weekly on Thursdays. Um, you can follow us at Get Messy Podcast on Instagram. We now have a new YouTube, which is Get Messy Podcast. And then we have our TikTok. I think that's Get Messy Podcast as well. Mm-hmm. I think everything's Get Messy Podcast. And then um, our Instagram is the Get Messy Dot Podcast, right? Uh, get messy dot podcast yeah but I think if yeah. you type in like get messy podcast it'll probably come up too I can't well we're definitely there was another get messy pod like another another podcast with a similar name yeah I th- and I think it was like a cooking podcast when we first started I yeah. saw them on apple and like they were the first people that come up came up but now we are the first person people who come up when you type in get messy we took apple. their spot we snatched their wigs Yes, and we are on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Please leave us a review. Um, we need the good reviews. We've actually gotten a good amount, I think. Before yeah. we got off text, I think on Apple we had about 15, which is a lot more than we had. Um, but yes, please leave us a review. Please um, do. Yeah, I think that's kind of it. You can follow me at LiveDumer, L-I-V-D-U-M-E-R, on Instagram and YouTube. Max, and you can follow me at mxlndn so basically my name without the vowels on instagram i think on tiktok i'm like max leanin but i might just change that too i don't know and i don't tweet so me neither i don't do the twitter we don't chirp over here no all right well that's it for today's episode we'll catch you next week all right bye everyone bye